everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz, and I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. And boy, was that fun. Woo! A 3-0 win. A shutout of the Pittsburgh Penguins to go into the All-Star break in the bye week. I can't think of a better way to uh, to go on into a nine-day break than with this Um Obviously, we'll see what they look like when they come out. We know how this team has in the past sometimes struggled after long stretches, but that is not what tonight is about. Tonight is about talking about the ceiling of this team and how when they play like this with that kind of structure, with that kind of team commitment in all three zones, especially the defensive zone, they're going to beat a lot of teams, even with Brian Elliott and net. And that's not to, that's not to downplay Brian Elliott. He has been very good, especially since uh, since Carter Hart went down. That's three straight wins for him. But obviously, we know what Brian Elliott's ceiling is. It's not like he's going to go out and shut out the Penguins every freaking night. Uh, but he was he was everything he needed to be tonight. But damn, was the defense good in front of him. They held a Crosby and Malkin lineup to 19 shots on goal. Uh, 0 for 3 on the power play. I Just... Just a tremendous effort all around from this team. And we're starting, this was, this was Elaine Vigneault's vision. He talked about it. He wanted to give up fewer goals this year. That was it. That was his number. Obviously, you want to win games. You want to make the playoffs, all those things. But for a team that has just bled goals at certain points uh, over the last few years, what a freaking performance. These Penguins games are always ridiculous, obviously. A few months ago, they lost seven to freaking one, but... Damn, this was a good one. Uh, Brian Elliott, this was his first shutout since November 10th of 2018. So in November of last season, he shut out the Chicago Blackhawks. This one uh, was a pretty damn big one and a pretty damn important one to get a win over your biggest rival, over a division foe, heading into the All-Star break. I'm just excited, man. Kevin Hayes on that PK. Uh, the top two lines really starting to get the job done as they gel together. How good did Joel Farabee look tonight playing with Sean Couturier and Jake Voracek? Obviously, uh, doesn't show up on the score sheet, did he? Uh, where from? Oh no, he gets a secondary assist on the on the Jake goal, so he does pick up an assist on the play. But really, it it was just he he had that jump from the get go. Uh, was all over the ice. You can say that for a lot of players tonight. It was just a fun game to watch, exciting game. Um, they shut Pittsburgh down. I, I, I don't. I, I was on my feet in the third period, just like Brian. Let's get this. Let's get this goose egg for Brian Elliott. Wanted an insurance goal. Uh, Justin Braun cashes in on the empty netter, but I wanted that shutout for Elliott, and they got it for him. Tremendous team victory. I am excited about what this team's going to do in the uh, the unofficial second half. Obviously, the Flyers have already played more than 41 games, but uh, they have now the nine-day break, and I'm, I'm excited for this stretch run. I'm excited for uh, everything leading up to the trade deadline, leading up into the playoff race. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Woo! Let's talk to you guys now. Uh, yeah, boy, great team win. Would love to start seeing Giroux get going. I thought Giroux played a great two-way game tonight. Uh, his uh, his line mates obviously pick up, a, pick up a goal and an assist. Uh, Drew got a secondary on that JVR and TK play. Um, but he's asked to do a lot of different things moving back to center. He's not the 90-point center he used to be, but I, I think he's playing solid hockey. 
And the way the game, obviously, the game plan was laid out tonight, they wanted to take every inch of ice away from Pittsburgh, and they did. And I think that starts with, uh, obviously, you, you have Couturier up against Giroux. Um, you have Hayes with uh, uh, with NAK and, uh, and Lawton, and that's kind of another checking line. So uh, I, I think this is the first time we've really seen, in a while at least, all three lines, uh, three top lines do their job, and the fourth line came on and didn't get beat. So good for them. But, yeah, obviously you want to see Giroux get going, but – I just think everyone kind of playing within the structure, accepting uh, Elaine Vigneault's Vigneault's system. And I think that's really starting to show with Jake Voracek, the way he's been able to get in on the forecheck, create turnovers, and make things happen for him and his line mates. I think everyone's really buying in. This is an exciting time right now. This is so damn exciting. Yeah, great team effort. I agree. Shut down hockey. Pens couldn't breathe out there. And how many times have we seen it in the past? It's the other way around, whether it's the Penguins or another team. You just look at the Flyers and go, man, they're right there. But it, every time they uh, they try to get a puck to the middle, every time they try to make a move, there's just nothing there. And it was the other way tonight. The Flyers took away every inch of time and space Pittsburgh had for the majority of this game. Uh, a defensive clinic. Moose looked good when he was needed. Absolutely. The best way to keep uh, Moose clean is to keep him clean, you know? Uh, give up 19 shots. I bet you Brian Elliott will win you most games when you only give up 19 shots, whether it's against the Penguins or anything else. Uh, obviously, a good revenge game for Elliott as well because he, uh, he started that disaster game against Pittsburgh a few months ago. Is there anything better than shutting out the Pens? Uh, in terms of a game that takes place on, uh, what the, uh, on January 21st, no, I don't think there is anything better than shutting out the pens. Um, this is exactly what we needed heading into the break. I can't wait for the next half of the season. Same, Ray, same. I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can put together down the stretch drive. This game got me amped the hell up. Moose wasn't having it tonight. Brick wall. No, he, uh, that one that Crosby, I... It was absolutely goalie interference on JVR the other night. I don't have any doubt about that. But to think that that goal that Crosby could have uh, poked in by tackling Brian Elliott could have stood because you know it would have, uh, would have really pissed me off considering the goal that got taken away from JVR the other night. Um, so we should make the playoffs because all playoff teams are good and we only beat good teams. <laughs> they should have success in the playoffs if they get there, so. Uh, Was this Meyer's best defensive game this season? I think this was one of the team's all-around best games, but when the defensemen defensemen really don't stand out in a game like this, I would say so. I think he made some good plays, used his strength, used his reach, used his size to his advantage tonight, and also liked he picked his spots to be aggressive. Saw a couple of times where maybe he could have pinched, maybe he could have stepped up, and... Wasn't exactly a 50-50 puck, maybe a 60-40 puck the other way, but instead held his ground, made the offense make the first move, and reacted and broke up the play. I was really happy with that uh, from the entire defense. But Myers, who we know it's a work in progress, his game and his uh, his decision-making, uh, especially without the puck, his decision-making, um, I, I was very impressed by that tonight. Uh, Farabee was so, impo- uh, was so impactful with the puck tonight. Yeah, I was... Really happy to see him uh, get going over the few games leading up to this. Had a couple of goals. And tonight easily could have uh, easily could have converted a few of his chances. That's all. If, if I'm AV, every time that kid comes back to the bench, obviously you have the constructive criticism. You're coaching him up and everything. But 
one of my number one things I would say to Joel Farabee is keep shooting, kid. You're gonna keep. You're gonna score a ton of goals if you keep playing this way and keep shooting. Hayes on the PK was amazing. I didn't think there'd be, and he's not. Um, he's not Mike Richards. So it's, Mike Richards is one of my favorite flyers ever, and he did it over an extended period of time here. But I didn't think I'd ever see somebody on the penalty kill who was close to as entertaining as Mike Richards and Kevin Hayes put on another freaking clinic tonight. I was at the game where they lost 7-1, to so this one felt so good. I'll be at the game against Pitt next Friday. Hope they can do it again. It'll be much harder, though. Sure, we know this team has struggled on the road. Uh, they lost in Pitt, and they're excellent at home. Uh, so they played kind of. It's good to see them do it against a team like Pittsburgh, who they've struggled against this year and in years past. I know they won the outdoor game last year, but I don't think anyone would say the Flyers have had the better of the rivalry, even in the regular season, if we're just judging that uh, over the last few years. So it will definitely be yet another test for this team to go to Pittsburgh after a long layoff and try to replicate this performance. Uh, it gives there, it gives Pittsburgh time to get even healthier and everything. It'll be, it'll be a good test. Looking forward to the game because I think this Flyers team can play with anybody, and they've proven it over the last few weeks. Um, they're right there with some of the best teams in the league. But they do need to start picking up some points um, before tonight or you know, midway through the action whenever they showed the standings. They're on the outside looking in. Um, they might be tied now for a playoff spot, but it's, uh, they're going to have to push. You know, there's, The East is really jumbled. This is the Farabee we were looking forward to. Uh, love, love, love his game. Keep shooting, kid. You'll get him. Brilliant all-around game for just about everyone. Checking was tight and clean. Coots and Jake were monstrous. And now New Japan Cactus Jack to top it off. Good night and good hockey. Yeah, this is the uh, King of the Death Match shirt. Uh, I threw the jacket on top of it uh, because I realized I was wearing a black and yellow T-shirt to do the Flyers post-game after a Penguins game. Um, but there's, like, shit on the front of this, so I didn't zip it up all the way. Uh, so we don't need to trade for Jeff. City Tavern will be sad. Hey, I would still like to see somebody brought in. Um, don't know exactly how they could make Jeff Carter work, other than L.A. picking up some salary or whatever, but uh, I wouldn't mind Jeff Carter here. No, not at all would I mind to see Jeff Carter here. That was all Elliot, and they kept the pressure off of him. Yeah, that's that's how you keep your goalie clean right there. Um, they they let him see um, the shots that did get through. They were tight checking in the neutral zone. Uh, got the forecheck going early. That was one thing I was really happy to see. They did not start slow. Uh, took a little while to get on the scoreboard, but they did not start slow tonight. They kind of controlled the beginning of this game, and that's always always seems like an issue, especially against Pittsburgh. I know this team historically starts slow against everybody. But it just seems like if you let Pittsburgh control the first five minutes, you're going to be down 2 nothing, and they're really fucking good. So you don't want that. Um, was very uh, – one of the notes I made in the notebook I left upstairs yet again uh, to, to do uh, for the postgame was not a slow start, and I was happy to see that. That dive keeping the zone by G was awesome. Yeah, I'm not – Listen, should Giroux be scoring more? Should he be putting up more points? Should the power play be more effective? Absolutely. But when the guy's playing a position he's not he's not great at anymore and he's doing all the other little things and his line is scoring, which it has the last two games, really hard to complain about the guy's play. Uh, let's see, Jordan, no way all these uh, no way all these other teams right ahead of us maintain this pace. Amazing how they win four out of last five. 
and still out of a playoff spot by tiebreaker. Okay, so they're out by a tiebreaker. Uh, hope Columbus loses tomorrow, and that will put us in a playoff spot going into the break. Anyway, couldn't have uh, couldn't have asked for anything better out of this game. I think was the end of that. Lost the comment. No, that was um, after the first period. I was like, you know, that was about as well as I can expect this team to play. But you can't let Pittsburgh hang around because we know how good they are. We know how quickly they can score. They've done it to the Flyers time and time again. The Flyers did not relent, and that was very important. They kept their foot on the gas. They kept um, with the game plan to get pucks deep, make the Penguins go the full length of the ice, created a bunch of turnovers on the forecheck, created a bunch of turnovers in the neutral zone, and boom, look at that. They stuck to the game plan, and the game plan worked. Um, yeah, Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's like one of the most overused sayings in sports now, but they never they kept, uh, they kept the shields up. Even when they were having a little trouble getting the puck to the middle of the ice, creating real offensive chances for themselves, they never got out of their structure and they never let Pittsburgh take advantage of, uh, of any little mistake that, that they could have made. So really, really good to see. Uh, Bill, it's great, but the question is, what is, this, what is what the Flyers did sustainable? You're not going to do this every night, of course but can they put that kind of effort in on a regular basis? I mean, for the most part, they have this year. They've been really good team defensive-wise. Have they had bad nights? Sure, because you never go 82-0. and 0. You never get your very best effort every single night. Um, that's impossible. It's literally impossible. Um, I think they've done a hell – I mean, they give up the fewest shots on goal in the league. That's the number one stat I can point to and say, is it sustainable? Yes, because they've done... Obviously, you're not going to give up fucking 19 every night. That's a ridiculously low number. But they're giving up under 30 to everybody. So I, 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 are they going to get shutouts? Are they going to give up one, give up 15 shots? What? Probably not, but this game plan, the way they played tonight, it's really just a high level of execution on what they've been trying to do all year. Little, uh, I lost that one. Voracek, JVR, and Braun all score. What is this, old-timers night? Yeah, it's a bunch of people everyone has a problem with, like the three most hated guys on uh, on Flyers Twitter. I don't think Braun is there anymore. Uh, I don't think he's one of the most hated anymore because the plus-minus isn't as bad as it was. But um, those are three guys everyone just seems to really... Uh, Voracek buying in defensively is a game-changer. Yeah, this was... um. It just took some guys a little while to realize what kind of game they had to play. And obviously, putting him with Sean Couturier changes things because, listen, you can tell Jake to play defense all he wants. At the end of the day, how good is, how good is, he, how good is he at it? I don't know. But you put him out there with Couturier and you get the turnovers and you just get that full, you just get more of a full buy-in from everybody because your center is literally one of, if not the best, defensive centers in the league. Forecheck was a beast tonight. They were creating turnovers all over the place. It seemed like for the first half of the game, every time Tristan Jari touched the puck, and it is impossible for me to him, for me to call him uh, uh, Jari and not Jari, but I'm going to try to call him Tristan Jari. Uh, it seemed like every time he touched the puck, it ended up with, in the Flyers' possession within three seconds. Like I wanted him to keep playing the freaking puck all night. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I was. this was the execution of the game plan to its fullest. Wear them down, get in on the forecheck, give up very little on your side of the, on your side of the red line, and that's, that's what we saw out of the Flyers tonight. 
I absolutely love Farabee, and he's only going to get better in my eyes. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's, what, 19, 20 years old? He's going to get better. This is this is just the beginning. I love that as soon as... And, you know, Raffle going down obviously creates the... Uh, creates the um, opportunity to move Farabee back up in the lineup. But I do love that as soon as Farabee got a couple of goals, it was like, all right, he's scoring again. Get him back up there. Because the coach does seem to want to keep him in the lineup, does seem to like all the little parts of his game. But the kid's here to put up offense. Um, He wasn't for a little while. As soon as he starts again, they get him out there with Voracek and Couturier, and we saw what kind of impact he had on the game tonight. And man, does he just have those little micro stick skills. Just those little things, knocking pucks down, uh, second effort poke checks, and just little things. Uh, the hand-eye is outstanding for Farabee, and I think that's only gonna, that just helps his uh, defensive game so much and creating uh, transition opportunities, which you pick up points on the rush. You just do, and he's good at creating them. I love how there's no Jake Hayton on here when he scores. All of the haters go into hiding. I, I went looking for him on Twitter the other day. I said, uh, if you're, I will lose respect for anyone who now says, no, let's keep Jake. You got to keep, keep that energy, as the kids say. And I, I do respect anyone who sticks with their take, no matter how bad their take is. I respect it. Canes, Isles, and Jackets keep winning. This was big. Got to keep winning. Oh, this is... This is a playoff push now. You are in it. Every loss, especially regulation loss, especially um, conference, especially division, every game decided in regulation is freaking huge. Uh, Beating Pittsburgh, getting these two points, not allowing them one point, all of it is awesome, and they just have to keep doing it. Yeah, everyone killing Milbury. He was – it just – I don't think usually – and I'm going to go on a little announcer tangent here. Like, I think everybody – Everybody thinks certain national announcers are like anti Philadelphia. I don't usually get that vibe. Like, I think everybody hates Joe Buck because Joe Buck was the number one guy in the NFC. That means he gets the NFC championship game. What happens in the NFC championship game? The Eagles lost three of them in a row. So, obviously, the announcer is going to be saying good things about the other team, and everyone's so mad, they're just like, oh, he fucking hates us, and like maybe he does deep down. I don't know. I don't really think announcers care all that much uh, unless they have money on the game, which I don't think is legal. Um, but I just, like, it seemed tonight Milbury was just making excuse after excuse for the Penguins, talking about how tough their schedule's been. Are you kidding me? You're going to come to Philadelphia. And talk about tough schedules. Tough schedules. You're going to talk to me, the team with 17 back-to-backs. And I even said it tonight. 17 back-to-backs, and in 12 of them on the second game, the other team rested the night before. You're going to come to the Flyers and talk about Pittsburgh having a tough schedule? Get right up and fuck yourself. Uh, Milbury was a joke tonight. Just excuse after excuse. That Crosby goal that absolutely had it counted, or had he tapped it in, um, should have been goaltender interference. He's just going on and on about, oh, man, that Crosby fighting there, really? Like, that's not a legal play. He tackled the goaltender. But I like that's, I normally don't hate on the national announcers. It's a tough job. Um, but goddamn, he just made excuse after excuse for Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, the announced crew got super annoying with the Penguins' love pet, love fest unbearable to listen to. I didn't think the other two were that bad, but I did think Milbury sucked. Farabee was a monster. He was, man, if he could have had three, four points tonight, he was all over the ice, really liking that combination 
with uh, with Voracek and Couturier. He doesn't have to do too much heavy lifting. He can play his game, play within himself, and still make a few big plays by himself to uh, to create chances. And we saw that tonight. Doesn't have to carry a line. He's a kid. Um, one day he may be expected to, but I like having him out there with two uh, two really good vets. Millberry tried to break the shutout with 30 seconds left. Uh, uh, when they hit and throw the body, they slow down the game, and it's very beneficial for them. Absolutely. It's when they are able to get that four-check going, and I always compare it to the running game. You don't do it for the three yards you get in the first quarter. It's about breaking that big one late. And to my surprise, they were able to get the four-check going early, and I think that did help them control the pace of the game. They played a Flyers-paced game tonight, and that helped them. Typically, it's Pittsburgh that kind of – I mean, they have the rush opportunities and everything, but it seems like they're the team that always wants to um, slow it down, possess us, wear us down. And the Flyers, when they've beaten the Penguins over the last however many seasons, it needs to be a scramble. It needs to be a stupid game, way too much, uh, you know, way too much special teams play, some weird things happen, a fight or two, and the Flyers win, you know, 5-4. And that wasn't the case tonight. I was really happy that we can uh, – it doesn't have to be a melee. And I don't just mean like a brawl. I just – the style of hockey doesn't have to be silly for the Flyers to beat the Penguins. They can go out and – defend them actually they can go out and control the pace of the game and they did that tonight uh good effort good win i'm interested to see what the lineup will look like if patrick gets healthy and is ready to play uh, yeah I'm, uh, maybe g moves back to wing i i, I l- listen man i want patrick back as much as anybody because even if he's just a good depth piece they could use a good depth piece you know but i I'm not counting on it. It would be awesome. It would be nice to be able to add Nolan Patrick and a guy with his overall skill set to the to the roster for nothing. You have to give nothing up. Not, you know, it's just a guy who's on your team who hasn't been available. Would be awesome. I'm just not counting on it. I'm not saying he's not going to play. I would love it. It would be cool. He's got as good of a chance as playing of playing as not. It's just not something I'm thinking about because it's like uh, Wayne's World. Live in the now. Nolan Patrick, do you think he is a liability and trade him, or does he have realistic potential? I mean, he's definitely not a liability, and he's not on the roster. Like, how could he be a liability? Like, he's not on the active roster. How could he be a liability? No, he's a very good player. He's going to turn into a good player. Is he going to be a franchise center? Probably not. Good chance he isn't. But if he's a pretty good two or three, like, that's nice. You need those players, too. Now they can't let the break dull them and have to play again like this uh, after. No, it's that's the next test. You know, we've I've talked all year about how I want to see how this team is different from teams in years past. And in years past, long breaks have hurt this team. They get some momentum going. They're playing good hockey. All of a sudden, boom, yeah, like they get nine days off like they do right now, and they come out of it, and they don't look like the same team. I want to see this team come out and play the exact same game Um what is it now? Let's look ahead at the schedule. I can't remember the date. Uh, January 31st, latest day of January, they come back. So it is, yeah, nine days from now, next Friday. And if you were looking for somewhere to watch that game next Friday, that's right, all the way next Friday, it, it's in Pittsburgh. So chances are you're not going to be there. It's a 7 o'clock puck drop. If you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, 
May I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern? That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern out in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars in the world to watch a hockey game or any game, really, because they have so many damn direct TV packages, so many TVs and channels going on in there. Whatever game you want to watch, I guarantee will be on. And you know how that is as a hockey fan. You're not always sure if the game you want to see is on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. It absolutely will be because the owner, Timmy Fitz, is a huge hockey fan, a huge Flyers fan, and he's always there making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. So head over to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Come out of the break. Have a good time uh, on the 31st against the Penguins at Fitzpatrick's in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. All right, let's get back to your stuff. Kevin Hayes is the best penalty-killing forward in the league right now. Agreed? Sure, why not? I'll allow it. Why, why not? Cool, empty netter. Yeah, how was that for Braun? I had no idea he had three goals in his last five games. I realize he missed some time and whatever, so it's hard to, like, oh, yeah. But how come I don't remember them? What's the matter with my brain that I can't remember Justin Braun's three goals? Seems like Konechny's game is rubbing, rubbing off on JVR. Has this been in any other games? I mean, I just think they're a good duo. I think they work well together. Those couple of passes that JVR set TK up with on... uh was that last game against the Kings. Like, we're very nice. There was a cross ice. It was like a three-on-two with uh, a guy getting back for Pittsburgh. So it was basically a three-on-three. JVR coming down the left side with the puck. And threads a needle. It didn't result in much. But it was just such a nice pass that I did not think he was going to be able to complete. Uh, threads it all the way across to TK on the right boards. And I was, I was shocked by the pass. Um, I think most of this year, I haven't... Uh, at a certain point, I, I complained about JVR not scoring because his job is to score goals. That's what he's here to do. That's what the $7 million a year is for, for pucks to leave his stick and end up at the back of the net. 100%, that's his job description. But his everything else, man, I've never seen him play as well as he has this year in other aspects of the game. Um, obviously, I didn't watch him super closely in Pittsburgh, but or in Pittsburgh, in Toronto, but I paid attention to the Maple Leafs while he was there, obviously, because we're all sickos who paid way too close attention to our former players. But you know, considering he was like getting third line minutes in Toronto, I'm going to guess uh, he wasn't playing that well in every other aspect of the game, and they were just using him on the third line and on power plays and stuff. But uh, I, I just, I've really been impressed by the other aspects of his game um, that he really, I never saw his first time here or last season, but him and TK are, are a good duo, and having Giroux just as a, uh, Giroux's more of a steadying force than a, like an offensive dynamo right now, and I don't hate it. I think he's going to have his games where he's freaking awesome because he is Claude Giroux. But, you know, if he doesn't break out for a few more weeks, like, cool. If he's just healthy and contributing and a good player who maybe has a big playoff or something, that's awesome too. But, yeah, JVR, uh, I've been impressed with the other aspects of his game more this year than ever. And he was mixing it up physically tonight. I like that. He's a big boy. He needs to mix it up physically. I know he's not like a prototypical power forward, but he made a couple of plays tonight. He cut to the net uh, and cut, uh, like, basically bulldozed a guy to get to a loose puck on the other side. He made a couple of nice plays that, uh, I don't know, maybe in years past he wouldn't have that just required a little more effort, a little bit more get your nose dirty. And uh, I, I liked seeing that tonight. Really did. I'm really liking Jake Voracek. I think he is a huge part of this momentum. Hope he can keep this going. Oh, he's a gigantic part of it. 
I, I like what I'm seeing out of the guy. I really, really do. Having him and Couturier and Farabee just seems like a great trio. It just seems like all their skills complement each other. Uh, Farabee has an underrated two-way game. I think the coach has really put an emphasis on him making sure to take care of things off the puck as much as on the puck and putting him with Katorian and Voracek, he's getting far more opportunities with the puck. So uh, I just, the sky's the limit for the kid right now. He could break out in a big way in this, uh, if he stays up with Katorian and Voracek for these next however many games to end the season, I think he could be a, uh, a key contributor in a push for and into the playoffs. See what happens when you play more physical. Even Milbury made mention of JVR playing physical for once. Keep it up for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I think it's been a, a build to this. I think we've been seeing it out of a lot of guys. Um, finally, this was uh, – they. what did I just lose? Oh, I lost the – excuse me one second. Lost the laptop charger. Considering I'm on like 33% battery, kind of need that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Uh, totally forget what I was. Yeah, JVR playing physically. I think it's been a a build to this. I think the Flyers have played strong games in the past, but this is the one I just look at and go, everybody bought in tonight because Pittsburgh's fucking good, man. Like, take nothing away from them. They are probably better than the Flyers. Um, that's you know they're ahead of them in the standings. They blew them out earlier in the year. They did all that. They won all those games without Malkin, all those games without Crosby. Um, uh, Pittsburgh's a damn good team. To come out and do what they did tonight is really impressive for the Flyers. Uh, yeah, and I do think it has to do with playing physically, not just not just like laying big hits and stuff, because that's what everyone thinks when you play. Fi- oh, we need 22 Zach Ronaldos out there. That's way too many guys. But you know what I'm saying. We need all these Zach Ronaldos out there, but uh, 22, that's football, yeah. Uh, we need everyone to just fly around and play reckless. No, playing physically is winning battles, is making sure you do staple your guy to the boards and wait for your teammate to come over and be the first, the second man in to get the puck and just making sure that you are positioned between your guy and the net. There was a play tonight. Pittsburgh gets a, gets a shot towards Elliott. There's a rebound, and it's just something that's been such an issue for the Flyers this year and in years past, and it wasn't on this single play. I think it was Sanheim and Haig out there together on this shift. Both of them, as uh, Elliot corrals the rebound and covers it, there's two Penguins going for the loose puck. Sanheim and Haig were between their men and the net. Didn't had They had perfect body position, and they couldn't get to the loose puck, and Elliot covers it. Boom. When the defensive zone draw, break out. It's like nothing ever happened. It is such a little thing. But that positioning, I just saw it and was like, there's the difference. That's the difference between this team and teams we've watched in the past. They they do the little things. They're not, you know we've had some the Flyers teams the last couple of years haven't been good enough, but they've definitely underperformed. You know they should have been better. I don't think they even could have won playoff rounds and stuff, but they could have just been more watchable, less annoying to watch. And it was little things like this that pissed me off for so long. And I saw that one play tonight and just said, "Damn, well done, boys." Are we talking? Uh, we talking Milbury versus uh, Pierre? I, I, Milbury is bad, but Pierre, I'm just like, shut the fuck up! Like, stop, leave me alone, <laughs> stop talking. Milbury just sucks, and it's funny. Like Pierre, I just want to like mute the television. 
Uh, we're talking about Collinsworth. I will. I pr- I usually like Collinsworth, but I will never get over his just misunderstanding of the rules on the Ertz touchdown in the Super Bowl. I'll just never get over him not understanding that play and why. Like, I it was so obvious to anyone who's ever just read the rule or has a basic understanding of football. And here's freaking Chris Collinsworth, NBC's number one guy who played in the league for how long? It's like, bro, how did you not know that rule? But fuck football tonight. We're talking about a big Flyers win over the goddamn Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's do it again. Woo! All right. Let's get to some more comments. Faraby, Coots, and TK all look like they'll score next game. Probably D-Man 2, Provy, Sanheim, Myers. Who do you like best, Gary? Because you can always get those props on DraftKings. I, uh, I'm not doing well tonight. I will say I did something tonight that I haven't done since, uh, since I think – I'm trying to find the game real fast. It was a December game, I think, against Anaheim, maybe. Yeah, I believe it was the uh, – had they lost? Yeah. It was to end that three-game losing streak when they lost those three in a row in, mid, in mid-December, in uh, mid Colorado, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. They came back home and played the Ducks on the 17th. And I just really wanted to end the losing streak, so I put $1 on the Anaheim Ducks just to be like, fuck it, and uh, try to jinx them. And I did that with Pittsburgh tonight. I put a dollar on Pittsburgh tonight just to try to jinx them as best I could. So I don't know. Might have to keep doing that the rest of the way. How many games they have left? Like 30-some. So that's not a ton of money, right? A dollar a day? Faraby did a heck of a job playing against Crosby and Malkin's line for most of the game. Playing with Coots will help make a well-rounded player. Yeah, I think the well-rounded stuff, he's, he's already on his way to being one of those guys. Um, I, that's why I think he stayed in the lineup, even with the coach moving him down rather than get demoted like, um, like we've seen a lot of youngsters. I think the coach really likes Faraby's all-around game. But as soon as he's – and again, the Raffle injury creates the opportunity – but he gets a couple of goals in a couple of games, and the coach puts him right up on that top line with Couturier and Voracek. Shows a tremendous amount of confidence in the young man, and he might be coming into this stretch run, man. He might be one of the guys that we look to and go, they made the playoffs because of what Faraby did in those last, whatever, 35 games or however many are left. Uh, that Sanheim Myers pairing is getting better every game in the past five, six. Yeah, they're going to have their hiccups. I've really liked how Sanheim's um, broken out after a disappointing first half-ish of the season. Uh, and Myers, Myers is raw. He, he has a ton of talent. He's got size. He's got strength. He's got hand-eye. He's got a good shot. Myers has a little bit of everything, but he needs to work on I think more than anything, the mental part of his game, and it's it seems to be coming around. I really liked just a couple of decisions he made off the puck tonight. I mentioned them earlier, but realizing when to pinch and when to hold your ground and just kind of, okay, I'm the last man back. I, I just I saw a couple of good decisions away from the puck for uh, for for Phil Myers tonight. Almost called him Brett Myers. Jesus, did I call him Brett earlier? I feel like I may have. Phil Myers, not Brett. Anybody planning on watching the All-Star Weekend? I definitely love watching the skills competition with my kid, but the game can get painful to watch. Yeah, I haven't watched a full All-Star game in quite a while. Uh, the one Simmer played in a few years ago in L.A., uh, I did watch that whole thing. Was that the first three-on-three year? Uh, it might have been. I just, man, 
I'm good. <laughs> when if if I'll watch like the highlights, uh, if there's just a, a like a TK mic'd up video, oh here's all the best shit TK said. I'll watch that on Monday or whatever. But I just man, leave me alone with the All Star Game. Um, uh, you could do something way cooler than what they do. The three on three tournament was a good idea. End of the day. This shit's just an extra game. Like, am I happy for TK that he's an all-star? Absolutely. That's a huge accomplishment for a young player, making your first all-star game on a team with a bunch of veterans like this to get in the way he has, uh, have the season he has. He absolutely deserves it. Happy for him. I'd rather none of the Flyers play in it. I'd rather them get the full nine days. <laughs> I realize you're not going to exert a ton of energy. It's not like anyone's going to cross-check anybody in the neck out there or anything in the freaking all-star game, but... I just give the guys the day. I like. I think you could do something so much cooler than the All Star Game. Like, if you want that World Cup that they that the owners really want, but they can't seem to freaking make work with the players, do an end of year like instead of like all the players that play in the World Championship during the playoffs. Tell them, yo, we got a big bag of money for you to hold off until after the Stanley Cup, and then we're going to do a best-on-best tournament for whoever wants to play. Uh, Obviously, like the two teams that were in the Stanley Cup final might not be all about it, but outside of that, uh, something like like an international tournament uh, over over a long weekend or something, uh, 4th of July or something, you know, (laughs) like from Canada Day, whatever it is, July, what do they do, July 1st, I think, or their Canada Day or whatever the hell it's called. It's not Boxing Day, I don't think. Uh, Through like July 4th, have like a you know a three or four day tournament something like that. I don't know. It's better than the All Star Game because the All Star Game's a joke. Maybe this would be too, but the players seem to like the World Championships. Maybe try to replicate that somehow. Farabee's best game of the year. Two true top six potential. Oh yeah, I, I don't know about best game of the year, but he definitely stood out like crazy. I I can't off the top of my head think of a better one. So sure, yeah, why not? But yeah. I'm, this he was supposed to be this like when you put up the numbers he put up as a freshman in college like they're pretty damn good um especially after like the first two weeks of the season or whatever it was he was on fire he's he's got a ton of potential ton of skill and putting him out there with it's something we just didn't see enough of with Hackstall and I realize some of these guys just weren't ready maybe they didn't have the caliber of prospect they do now like with a Farabee or whatever but it started in camp when Elaine Vigneault had uh, Farabee and Frost in top six, top six roles in um, in the preseason, and he just basically said, I'm paraphrasing, but like, they're guys out here to produce points, so I'm going to put them in skill roles because I'm not going to – if I have them out here with two grinders, what am I going to see out of them that – that's not their game, so I'm going to put them in the role that they're supposed to be in and see how they do. And it's it's continued into the regular season. Farabee came up. He sh- was good, struggled. He's good again. He stayed in the lineup. He's back up, in, he's back up in the top of the lineup. Hats off to the coaching staff for showing Farabee the confidence uh, that we believe in your game, even if you aren't producing points. We believe in the other aspects, and that'll keep you in the lineup. Most complete game of the year, I would say so, uh, against a really good opponent, against your number one rival, heading into a long layoff. Um, team you've struggled with over the years, team that blew you out earlier in this season. I can't think of a better game. Can't think of a better one this year. Uh, I want to watch for the women three-on-three game and the top golf thing. 
yeah, the, the skills, uh, skills competition is always better in the game. Um, I'm not saying I won't watch that stuff, but like, I don't know. What night is that Friday night? Uh, yeah, there's other shit going on. I'll maybe watch a replay, DVR it perhaps. Per Bill Mel- Meltzer, a grinning Giroux on Hayes PK puck ragging. He did it against us. Uh, he did it against four guys. Guys at the bench were yelling at him to get the puck deep. It was a great play, but he still makes me nervous when he does that. Oh, no, it's it takes a certain amount of, uh, you know, confidence, I'll say, in yourself to make a play like that. Um, let the rest of your guys change. You're kind of in between in the middle there. You guys bearing down on you, you know you're outnumbered. Even if your whole team is on the ice, you're outnumbered because it's a penalty kill. Um, I'm sure it's one of those for coaches, no, 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 yes, great play. You know, it's just like that, and that's it's fun. That's what all great plays are. You're supposed to just get the puck deep and change, but he he goes above and beyond, and it works out more a lot more than not. Did you see the video of Gritty dancing with the girl and then the pies in her face at the end might be the funniest thing I've seen in a while? Was that a couple of days ago? I know he's been I know he's been hammering some uh, some people with cakes or pies or whatever the hell. Uh, there was I think the one w- against the Ranger uh, the Rangers game. Maybe? I don't remember. Uh, there's a lot of good Gritty videos. If anyone saw the video on Gritty's Twitter, it was like an animated video of him eating penguins. <laughs> Uh, it was like, it was like a psychedelic mindfuck, uh, that gritty, I just retweeted it with holy shit. Cause it was ridiculous. I was like, Is this where we are in 2020? I'm cool with it. It was funny. It's just like, wow, this is where we are, huh? Yeah. The one, the one he put out pregame today, really funny. I did not say hot beer and cold food. I know for a fact I said the beer is cold and the food is hot. And if I didn't, I'm sorry, Timmy Fitz. I'll go back and listen and I won't charge you for that one if I said it. I'm lying. I will charge him. I wouldn't if I screwed it up, but I'm almost positive I didn't. Uh, The women's three-on-three is going to be the best hockey the whole weekend by far. They should be motivated to show off their game. Um, They have a lot more, you know, to prove, um, you know, than the guys. The guys are like, I don't give a shit. I I think, like, in the skills competition – they do really like to uh, to show the, the the men. I think they do like to to show off and like, hey, look what I can do. Yeah, I am this damn good. But this is a, an opportunity for the women's game to really show um, to really show the quality of players that they have and the quality of the game can be. It's going to be their biggest audience since the Olympics, I'm going to guess. So they've got a they got they got a uh, trying to what am I trying to say here? They they have a reason to be motivated, whereas the guys are kind of just like, I could be away right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it very well could be the most entertaining part of the uh, most entertaining part of the weekend, without a doubt. I'm flying to Pittsburgh to watch the game. Hopefully they can show up on the road like this. Really hope so, Chris. Really hope that they carry this over. I realize with the layoff and everything, it's going to be tough. going to be a tough game going into Pittsburgh no matter what. But now it's the time. To me tonight, it was like, all right, you put a stamp on the first half of the season and said, we're this good. We are a playoff-caliber team. We, we can make the playoffs. That's what I saw in these first however many games they've played now. I probably should just – I've said that so many times, I should probably bring up the standings, but whatever. Um, but now, 
starting off in Pittsburgh, and let's take a look ahead to the other games after the end of January while we're at it. Uh, so, yeah, they have Pittsburgh after the layoff on the 31st. And then, oh, look at that. <laughs> a freaking course. They come back with three games in four days, two of them on the road. That just... This goddamn schedule. Again, them going on about Pittsburgh's schedule tonight. Hilarious. But, yeah, Saturday, February 1, they are home against Colorado. And then Monday, February 3, they are at Detroit for a 7.30 puck drop. And if you're looking for anywhere to watch those games coming out of the All-Star break and bye week, let me suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, my favorite bar, at the whole Jersey Shore. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of reasons for it. Great food, great beer selection. The servers are awesome. The bartenders are awesome. Like I say all the time, they have a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom, so they automatically win me, uh, and they, they have me hooked uh, just based on this is a hell of a place to watch a game. You know, they have a framed Bernie Perrant jersey on the wall. So many reasons to love the place, but the number one reason is Timmy Fitz is a hockey fan. That's right, the owner of the bar, Timmy Fitzpatrick, he is always there, and he's always making sure everything's right, and that includes the games on TV because he knows you can't watch hockey everywhere. But at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, the Flyers will be on every single time, and pretty much anything you're looking for in terms of sports will be on. So check out Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, my favorite place to watch a hockey game on this planet. Now let's get back to your comments because I'm jacked up, and I'm going to go for a few more minutes at least. Uh, let's see. None of us would be, uh, we're watching a Facebook live post game podcast. I don't know what that was a comment about. Uh, how about holding off pens the last minute of the first during their power play? That was awesome. Yeah. And the, the timely penalty killing the clutchness of it, just, uh, they had Pittsburgh had a couple of penalties that are a couple of power plays that carried over between periods and the flyers didn't relent, um, didn't rest on their laurels for, uh, having done a good job to end the period, they come out at the beginning of the period and do just as well. So those little ups and downs, those momentum things that they've seemed to let get away from them in the past, they just didn't tonight, and that was great. Uh, Giroux would probably have a few more points if he were back where he belongs on the power play. That is possible. Uh, he did have at least one like full power play on the left boards tonight, and he ripped a one-timer. They got a few chances out of it. Um, didn't result in a goal, but... It just looks better. Uh, it was weird, though. They had Giroux with Hayes on the far side, it looked like, and then the next shift, Voracek with the second unit also on the left side. So they're putting Giroux on his offside, but putting Voracek still on his forehand. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on in the power play. It is a thing they have to get figured out. Um, if I'm going to nitpick this game, and it's really just not this game, it's just... It showed itself tonight and has been an issue for a lot of the year. They just got to figure out this power play. I agree. Drew probably would have far more points if um, if he was just doing what he's supposed to do on the power play in terms of being positioned. But regardless of where he's positioned, and I will put this on Drew, and I'm one of the P. I really uh, – I try not to criticize Claude Giroux as much as possible. And this isn't even so much criticism just as like, all right, bro, let's step up in the second half. Uh, regardless of where, I don't care if he's controlling the puck at the point on the power play. The power play just needs to be better, and that's his specialty. That's his area. Even if he's not the same player he was at 5-on-5, five five, 
even if he's not the same player he was um, uh, at center, whatever. That's where he can really contribute. I don't care where he's positioned. He needs to – this thing just needs to get going, and he's the main He's the main contributor on the power play. That's Claude Giroux. That's him. So he needs to get that going, if nothing else. AV is molding Faraby just like he did Hayes back in the day. That could be. That could be. He could be um, bringing him along to be one of these types of players because I, I thought those two had good chemistry when they were together earlier in the year. Um, I like the way things are set up now. Hey, if everything was the way it should be, NAK and Lawton are not third liners on this team, but they are right now. With Kevin Hayes, I think that's an effective checking line. They can forecheck, they can skate, they can possess the puck. So is it the best possible use of your seven-plus-million-dollar free agent center? It isn't, but it's working. So um, uh, I know this initial thing was just Farabee's game and comparing it to Hayes, but uh, just the way uh, the coach is utilizing the lineup, I think he's doing a good job with the cards he's been dealt. Yeah, Provorov leading the team in power play goals tells you everything you need to know, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, um, listen, I, that's, I don't want to criticize Provorov too much because he does, at least last night, he's among the leaders in power play goals by defensemen this year. Uh, he was leading at one point. Um, he leads the team, but yeah, I, he shouldn't lead the team. No, absolutely. It's, Somebody should have more. You know, JVR should have far more power play goals than Ivan Provorov. That's just the way it should be. But it is what it is right now. They got to get this thing figured out. It is the most glaring hole on this team as I see it as we talk right now today. The power play, you know, penalty kill, especially at home, is awesome. I think the goaltending, while it's been inconsistent, has been more up than down. Um, I think they're starting to work. The depth issues out. Farabee becoming a contributor is good. Um, Hayes kind of settling into his role. Giroux being more effective at center than he was last year. Um, uh, that's a positive. All the things that were kind of issues, I, I see them starting to clear up and work out. But the power play, man, it just it can't be this bad. It's going to be a detriment to them down the stretch when they're in close games and are 0 for 3 on the power play. And it's like, well... That's why we missed out on the two points, or that's why, you know, we got the two points, but Columbus got one, and now they're still right there with us, you know? So it's uh, it's something they got to do. 22, Zach Ronaldo's is a really fast team. Holy shit, am I behind in the comments? I got I to gotta catch up a little here. Uh, what's your thoughts on the germ? Uh, didn't really notice him much tonight. Um, I hope he turns into something. Uh, it's He's probably... Never going to be more than a decent third-line player. Probably best suited for a bottom and I bottom of the bottom six role, but I don't know. Um, he might just need time. A lot of guys just need time. I, I, I wish we could just have a, a young player come up and, and dominate right away, a first-round pick. It just doesn't seem to be in the cards for the Flyers. Um I think he'll develop into a solid enough guy. I don't know if he's going to be a difference maker. I just want to see more out of him at this point. LOL Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'm not watching the Pro Bowl either. I'll just drink in silence rather than watch either thing, honestly. I missed the breakaway challenge, but the NHL hates fun. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
I don't know. The breakaway challenge is cool because you get to see guys be creative. Uh, and the NHL, you know, goalies hate it. And it's, uh, there's only so many moves, I guess. Like TJ Oshie wants to save his moves for actual shootouts. And I get it. I, 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 the skills competition is fun for fans, and it's definitely fun to watch. I get why players don't want to do any of it. I wouldn't want to do it. Um, Jesus. Playing enough tournaments when you're in high school, and it's like, I remember uh, I was with a travel team for a little while, and after like our second tournament of the season, you know, a bunch of us get signed up for a skills competition. We go to the coach, and we're like, no. No, man. Like, I got cross-checked in the back last game. We, I got to play in three hours. I'm not. I'm not doing it. And that's, you know, I'm 14, 15, 16 years old at the time, and I sucked anyway. I can't imagine being one of the best players in the world and then being like, all right, go put on a show. And then, um, you know, when you don't have all your energy every single game, we're going to criticize you on national TV about it. Like, I, I'd just be like, no, I'm not, not participating. I respect Alex Ovechkin for saying no to this shit immediately. Just being like, no, I'm not doing it. I'll sit out a game. And if I were Ovechkin, the game I would sit out, I would make sure it was a national TV game. Be like, oh, okay. I'm like your biggest draw in the league. I'm a, one of the most beloved players in the league. Uh, uh, single-handedly resurrected a franchise that was never a draw. Made them one of the premier teams. All right, I'm going to sit out a Wednesday night hockey game. That's the game I'm going to sit out. Thanks, Gary. I, I wish he would do that, and I wish he would go on TV afterwards and say he did it on purpose. Like, that would be awesome. Uh, BSH Radio again soon. Hoping for one to two more before next game. Um, trying to yeah we have one tomorrow we have them we have two open wednesdays right yeah i believe we do and we have every wednesday opened in february holy hell we might get on a little bit of a roll here recording schedule wise yeah we'll we'll be recording bsh radio uh tomorrow the 22nd as well as the 29th before they're back from break and then it certainly does look like they have every wednesday open in february so that will be really really cool and, yeah, they only have one Wednesday game in March. Ooh, baby. We're going to record on our usual day. Fun stuff. Live ice sport drinking show with Fly Purbly during the All-Star game. That might be the only thing that makes that interesting. Flyers looked like a Stanley Cup team. Dare we hope. Hey, man, they always say you get in, anything can happen. Um, I don't think they're there yet, but they keep beating good teams. They keep playing right with good teams. Uh... Do I think they're one of those teams yet? I don't. Say Carter Hart get, comes back and he gets hot at the right time. Anything's possible, you know? They play with this kind of structure. A couple of guys start to step up. Goalie gets hot. Anything can happen. It, it, am I going out and putting money on the Flyers? I'm not. But crazy shit happens in this league. Rarely does the best team in the league win, as we saw just last year. Should there, uh, should ask, could there be a suspension for Jake's borderline knee-on-knee hit? I can't imagine that'll be a suspension. Um, uh, maybe a fine. I, it didn't, it, did he stick the leg out? It looked like it. It just didn't look egregious enough to be anything but the penalty he got for it. Um, if he was a little more animated with it, if he, he leaned in a little harder, sure. Um, I don't know. I don't. That didn't look like anything worse than the penalty he got for it, though. I was at the game tonight. It made up for going to that Montreal game. I can imagine that one was a real pain in the dick. Especially since, like, at this point, we expect the Flyers to be good at home. 
Uh, and like that's one of the few eggs they've laid at home this year was the Montreal game. Uh, I am going to that Saturday Colorado game, so maybe we'll get an uh, on-location post game. We will see how that goes. All right, guys, we are up over an hour now. I'm going to give it a few seconds for a few uh, more comments. Brian asks, who is poised to have a big second half? Man, Farabee and JVR, I think, are uh, are the top candidates right there. JVR hasn't scored quite at the base he's supposed to. Um, he looks like he's really building chemistry with TK out there. It looks like a good line. And Joel Farabee, if he sticks up with Couturier and Voracek, I can't imagine um, won't have a very impactful second half of the season. And I'd really like to see both of those things happen. So that would be great. Uh, Kevin Hayes was on point tonight. I am a big Kevin Hayes fan. He's one of my favorite players on the team at this point. Uh, scroll down, get a few more. Did you see the gritty eating penguins video yet? Yeah, I just talked about it. I thought like five minutes ago. It was really funny. I was dying laughing watching that freaking thing. It's the reason the cup is the most difficult championship to win. Yeah, any team that gets in has a real chance at it. I mean, was it the Kings that won as an eighth seed? Flyers went as a seven. Um... It's tough, man. That's like, Alex, you're going to tell me those Washington teams for a decade weren't good enough to win a cup? They were. They just didn't. Crazy shit happens. That Montreal team in 2010 that took out the Penguins and Washington and then was out of gas when they ran into the Flyers, like they did all the heavy lifting for the Flyers. Like crazy stuff happens every year. There are upsets, hand pass goals that get allowed and uh, weird penalties and suspensions and injuries and goalies you never heard of getting hot so anything is goddamn possible if you get in that's i just want to see the flyers get in and make some noise this year because it has been far too long far far too long and i am so happy um they won this game tonight it was just that was exhilarating man that was fun i like beating the penguins more than any other team it just feels better to beat the Penguins. To get that shutout for Brian Elliott, he deserved it. He's been battling. Um, he's had injuries with this team. He's come back early from injuries. Uh, I think, honestly, came back early from injuries and cost himself numbers and uh, numbers equal money for goalies. So uh, I, I respect the hell out of him and the kind of warrior and teammate he is. And for the little stretch he's on right now, he's been playing very well. Uh, he earned that shutout tonight. The guys in front of him seem to really want it. Glad they were able to close it out. That was really cool to see. All right, everybody. I think that is all the time I have for you on tonight's Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live postgame. Thank you all so much for hanging out. If you haven't already, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and hit that subscribe button because you get these postgames delivered to you every time I do one, like an hour later. It's up on the uh, it's up on the podcast feed, hour or two maybe, depending on how long it takes me to edit it and if I want to drink a bunch of beers before or during uh, the editing process, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you get, obviously, BSH Radio, our flagship show. You get Flyperbole. You get the rap. You get the forecast. There's so much content. I don't even know what it all is. Checking out the competition, uh, which are game previews. So it's a lot of fun. If you just subscribe, you're helping everybody out. Listen to the podcast. Search Broad Street Hockey. That's it. Now I'm really done. Uh, until next time, which is, geez. Man, I might have to do a uh, – I don't know if I can go nine days without talking to everybody, so I might have to do a midweek uh, a midweek Q&A or something. But I always say that, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing extra work. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, but that's it. Go Flyers. Have a great week, everybody.